Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Today is a very special day because it is Dear Imani's one-year anniversary. Yeah! It's been an entire year since I started this Dear Imani podcast, and I cannot believe it's been a year, which is insane. This is the 44th episode. As you know, there's 52 weeks in a year, so didn't quite do every week, but did pretty good for the first year, 44 episodes, period. And it just went by so fast. It feels like yesterday, it was July 8th, 2022. I posted my whole little graphic of like, I'm doing a podcast. Everyone was like, yes, about time. And now it's been an entire year later, which is insane. This has been such an incredible journey, opportunity, platform, and I'm just so excited. So today's episode is all about giving advice. We're going to be going back to the root of the podcast And it's me just giving my top tier knowledge of what's in here. You know what I mean? So I asked you guys for submissions. Also, I'm going to go through some highlights of this year, give out my thanks and all of that, just because it has been, I couldn't have done it by myself. You know, like I'm the one in in the camera, but there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that have helped me get to this point. Today, I'm going to go through my goals for the next year and just what I hope to see from this podcast. But overall, this is so exciting because it's been a year. So happy birthday, dear Imani. Yay. So I wanted to start by going over my why. So as you guys know, I love to talk, but that's beyond that why I wanted to start the podcast. Um, I feel like my why came from, I love to talk. (laughs) I love to use my voice. And a lot of that stemmed from pageantry And I realized that a podcast was going to be able to give me that same voice I felt I had as a title holder in my years competing in pageants. So that was one of my reasons. My second reason was one of my biggest goals in life and still is, is to be use my voice in public speaking as my career. So whether it's hosting something or my podcast is being number one, baby. Either way, I know my life and my future is going to be me with the microphone. So I knew I wanted to start a podcast. The third reason was just because... I know what I bring to the table when it comes to bringing people happiness and making them feel confident about themselves. And I knew I wanted to have and create a space that allowed people to feel safe and to feel seen and to just feel like 100% bad bitch. And I feel like we've been able to do that. I've gotten so many incredible messages, texts, everything throughout the year, um, emails on hello at dearimani.com. Remember, you can still use that. Um, emails just about how this, someone emailed me last week and was like, this show has changed my life for the better. And I'm like, what me? Um, thank you. But it's been so, so sweet getting all those messages. And I know that I've made that difference for you in your life. And I hope that you've had a good laugh. It made you think it made you love a little harder and love yourself, especially because that's the main reason you guys know my name's Imani, which means faith. And my middle name is Nia, which means purpose. So something that I try to live by is having faith in my purpose. And I truly feel like bringing joy to other people is a part of my purpose. And I'm glad that I've been able to do that so far with this podcast. And so like I said, before I go any further, I want to give out some thank yous for this entire podcast. First, thank you, the viewers and the listeners. 
obviously I wouldn't keep doing this if it wasn't for y'all because then I wouldn't have any views or any listeners. So <laughs> thank you for listening and being there and supporting. Like I said, every repost, every comment, every every rating, every like, every text, everything that you've said in person, all any praise that you've given, I really do appreciate it. And thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting me, one, and just having a blast and listening. Um, secondly, I want to give a shout out to all the guests I've had on this on this year so far. I'll start with Ali Avina. She was actually my first episode. Parker Griffin. Y'all should listen to his podcast as well. Um, Daniel Asari, my Beyonce episode. Manju, she's Miss Oregon USA. Morgan Romano, Miss USA. Emma Loney, Andrea Jabal, Alex Blake, my man, Alyssa Cleansing, and Susie Evans. Um, I wanted to shout them out because they are my first year's guests, which is super exciting. I know throughout this process and years to come, I'll have many more amazing guests and hopefully have some of them back. Um, and so I wanted to give them a quick little shout out. I want to shout out Alex, the man, because he's the one that made the music that you hear in the beginning of my podcast, the intro and the, out and the outro. He's a music producer as well, so it was super easy to just go into his studio in our home, <laughs> and he just made that little jingle for me. I recorded my voice over it, um, and so that is the intro and the outro that you hear every week on the podcast. A shout out to him. Um, next, we have Phil, who is the photographer who shot this beautiful picture here. Um, I have so many amazing images from from him from this shoe. It's my cover photo. Um, and just allowed me to have a bunch of different com um, content in the beginning of it since I knew the vibe that I wanted and he made my vision come to life. I really wanted, you know, pink and like kind of throwbacky vibes. And I'm really excited for our next shoot whenever that comes. I know that eventually I'm going to change this um, picture to something else that's still going to be, you know, a telephone, maybe newspaper-y, you know, in a, in a certain timeline. I'm not sure, but I know I'm going to change it one day and it's going to be from Phil because he's the best. So thank you so much, Phil, for your amazing talent. And last but not least, the podcast place and the producer, Solomon, he's right here. Yay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank of you. course. Of it's course. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. He is the best. I discovered this place um, well before I started the podcast, actually. And he told me, he was like, you need to come back as soon as possible because otherwise you're going to lag and lag and lag, which I did. But we made it here. And the podcast place is the best studio. Like you can see, it's just beautiful. You can bring your own decorations. Um, you don't have to do much after. All you do is just record, go home, and the rest is handled, basically. Um, so that's really awesome. So shout out to the podcast place. If you are looking to make a podcast, you can definitely come here and it'll all be taken care of for you. But those are the people and everyone that's helped me get to where I am today with this podcast. And I'm so, so thankful for all of you. I can't believe it's been a whole 365 and we're just going to keep on going. All righty. So let's start with the highlights of the year since it's my birthday. I'm going to keep saying it's my birthday. It's not my birthday. It's Dear Imani's birthday. So it's it's like my baby's birthday. Okay. So the highlights of the year, the first one was I actually hosted an in-person event. So that was my first in-person event. It was with AKT, which is like a workout brand. And they brought me and my friends in and we all were like pink little outfits. And they did AKT, AKT times Dear Imani, which was really, really fun. And it was cool to experience like doing my own event, getting little decorations and everything. And that's something that I really hope to do in the future is to keep having blah, blah, blah times, Dear Imani, um, different collaborations and brand deals and things like that to really get my brand out there, but also just have immersive in-person activities and experiences for myself and all of you that are listening and watching. 
The next thing that was a highlight was doing an entire episode and giveaway about Beyonce. I feel like out of the 44 episodes, I've probably talked about Beyonce, like 40 of them are mentioned her. Because you guys know I love Beyonce and my concert is just coming up so fast. It's coming up September 2nd. Anyway, I did a whole entire episode when Renaissance came out with my friend Daniel Asari, which was like one of my early episodes. And that was so much fun. It's still my most viewed episode because it's about Beyonce. So obviously the clickbait was real. Um, and I did a giveaway for one of her boxes, which went to one of our friends actually. So that was a really cool experience, just being able to talk about my favorite artists and also do my first giveaway, which I hope to do more in the future as well. And last but not least, having over 8,000 listeners and viewers so far and counting. So that was really cool. I checked that the other day and I was like, I was really curious to see what the numbers looked like because I have my stream numbers. And then the thing is, you can't really combine YouTube and your Spotify, um, what's called Spotify, Apple, you know, listens and stuff. So I just calculated them myself and I was like, it was almost 9,000. So I was like, okay. You know, it's pretty good. I was proud of myself because that's 9,000, whether it's the same people or new people coming in and out, that's 9,000 ears that listened to and watched my podcast, which is really, really cool. So I hope and I know I'm just only going to keep growing from here, growing at a faster rate. But those are three highlights that um, I really wanted to shout out from this year of Dear Imani 365. All righty. So next thing is what I've learned after one year of podcasting. So the first thing I have here is it's fun, but it's hard work and needs to be treated like a job if you want it to be successful. So like I said, it is a, so much fun. This is something that I'm so passionate about. I love doing this. I love bringing you guys a new episode um, and it's so much fun and I can't wait to continue. But it is a lot of hard work in the sense of the editing. So when I'm filming a, when I'm filming an episode, a recording episode at home, from there I have to edit it all, which takes a long time. Anyone out there that does content or does blogging on YouTube, which I do vlogging as well. It could take, it takes hours to, to edit one YouTube video. Oh, excuse me. So same thing with the podcast. It's like, it takes a long time to edit. And the other thing that's a little bit even, that's a lot more tedious is editing the little clips that I give for you guys, um, for like TikTok and Instagram reels that, that shit takes a long time to edit that. So there's a lot of work that can go into it. And especially if you're trying to just, you know, keep posting and stay relevant and gain new viewers and listeners and subscribers. So that is the part where it takes a lot of work. It's not something that you can just pop in and out every other month, like have a podcast episode, take a break for a month, have another one. Like you're not really going to see a lot of growth that way. So it is a lot of work. If you have a passion for anything, especially something that's creative, you're going to have to treat it like your nine to five, basically. And that's why the whole point of hustling and like working hard and people say they don't sleep for this, that, and the third, it's because they're taking their hobby or taking whatever they want to be their nine to five, very serious. So you kind of have to balance them both at the same time, but it is a lot of fun and it's totally worth it. The next thing that I've learned is people are listening and looking forward to this no matter the number. So that's something that I... Um, well, I myself, and I feel like other people have to remind themselves, no matter what a number looks like, especially if you're looking at social media numbers or whatnot, somebody out there is listening and you're changing someone's life and you're helping someone. 
So I realized that when some of the weeks when I missed it, when I missed the episode, I was called out every week from somebody. Somebody was like, where's the new episode? Or I had my whole day ready and I was ready to listen. I got to work, got my coffee and there was no new episode. And I was like, oh, damn, like y'all really out here listening, like for real, for real. So that made me realize like, OK, people are listening and they want to listen um, and they they want to hear what I have to say and what, you know, the new episode is going to be. So that was really cool to feel that and experience that. Um, also in the, also in that same realm, like knowing that someone is listening is that your voice, just like my voice, your voice has so much power in it. So, um, it's great to utilize that power that you have. The next one is it takes time to grow. Everything isn't an overnight success. So someone like me that I'm, I'm used to, used to the spotlight, baby, like that's just the tea. So in my head, and, and I know my potential, like I'm probably the most confident person in the idea of like what I know I can do and where I could be and where I should be. And people should follow me, love me. Like that's how my brain thinks. So me, like first episode, I'm like, I'm about to be famous. Like what? Like that's what my brain probably thought because that's just how I, that's just what goes on in here. I don't know what it is. It's just the confidence, I guess. So it took me a second to realize, no, this is like a process. Like people aren't just going to, you can't make people follow you or fall in love with you. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get my voice out and my podcast out to people that know nothing about me. Um, and that takes time. So I'm really proud of what I've done in the in this past year. But obviously in this next year, I want to grind even harder and reach more voices and reach more fans and followers and everything. So it does take time to grow. So remember that if you're starting something, a business or a podcast, then just remember that it's going to take time. It's not going to be an overnight success. And the thing is, being becoming viral is something that we see often. So it makes you feel like it's almost easy to get famous or easy to be successful because we see a lot of viralness that goes on in our society, especially right now with TikTok. So you know, it's easy to think, oh, you're going to post a video, it's going to go viral, and boom, there's your career. That's a very small percentage of people that actually happens to you. It might feel like a lot because vi being viral just seems like it's all over the place, like all over. But really, it's such a small percentage of people that are going viral and, and just going like this, and then their careers are taken off. Everybody else, we're grinding it out. Everybody else, we got to post every day. We're, we're, it's like, we're, we're taking it old school. You don't, you're not viral yet. You know, hopefully that's the goal is to go viral. And then it just makes it a little bit easier from there. But you know, if that doesn't happen, you're going to have to just keep doing what you do, what you need to do every single day. So those are some of the things that I've learned after doing this podcast for an entire year. So the next part of today's celebration is Dear Imani submissions. So I asked you guys, just Dear Imani, I need help and spill your tea or Dear Imani, you know, just going back to the roots of the podcast. I Some of the episodes I've had guests um, or they've been very themed in the sense that they have a very specific, um, very specific, what's the word? Topic. Um, and I didn't really get around to doing Dear Imani or I try to do Imani's final thoughts. Imani's final thoughts every episode, but some of the Dear Imani submissions I just didn't get around to doing because of this the specific episode. So we're going to do that today because it is the one year anniversary and this is what the podcast is all about. So I'm going to be making sure that I am doing Dear Imani submissions more often because it's just on brand. All right. So Dear Imani. Okay. Well, first of all, this first, okay. I got a lot of like 
Dear Imani, you're so beautiful. I love your podcast, which is so sweet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I was really trying to get you to like give me something so then I can give you advice. But I appreciate you guys for the gas and the hype always. So let's move on. So Dear Imani, I need help with deciding which college to go to. I'm torn and don't know what to do. Hmm. Well, I guess one, you have to ask yourself, are you torn in the sense of you don't know which college to go to? Like you're debating between two or are you torn if you actually want to go to college? Because those are two different conversations. If you're torn between, between two, what I've learned from Alex is he went to a school where he had to pay versus a school that he actually got like a scholarship to. And now he is, you know, paying the loans. <laughs> and every month he seems very upset when he has to pay these loans so I, had, I asked him recently, I was like, if you can go back in time, would you have chosen to go to a different school? Because if you saw future Alex and you have to pay all these loans, right? And he's, he said that he was still happy that he went to the school he did because if he didn't, it wouldn't have lined up for him to get the opportunities that he got as an adult. And also he wouldn't have met me because then his life would have been totally different. So of course he's thankful he went to the school he had to pay for. But at the same time, he did think of think about it a little bit and was kind of like, you know, if I did go to a school that was paid for where I had a scholarship, I wouldn't be thinking about money like this and like this because I don't have all these loans that I have to pay off every month. Um, so I would say, you know, it kind of depends on if you're, if you're if you're thinking about what school you want to go to, think about your future self. I, like, I feel like a lot of people don't think about future adult them when they're making those decisions. They're thinking about, oh, what school is going to be fun? The party school? Where are my friends going? Is it as far as far away from home as possible? Like everyone's thinking like that and not just thinking, okay, what's a smart choice? Do I have a scholarship somewhere? Is it close to home where I don't have to pay for room and board and maybe I can stay at the house? You know, I know that makes people like, I want to go to a dorm. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like those are questions that you should ask yourself before you make that big decision. If the question is, whether or not, should you go to school or not? I do feel like in this day and time, you want to look at like, what do you want to do? Because there's a lot of careers that you don't really have to go to school if you're doing a creative creative type of job. But if you are doing something else and you're going to have to go to school, but really look into that and just kind of have an idea what you want to do so you're not wasting money. Another great option is to start with a community college and get all of your like basic classes taken care of. It's cheaper, um, especially if you do it somewhere close and then go to a four-year four university after that just to save some money. Um, those are just my tips of what you could possibly do when thinking about college. But ultimately, just go with what your gut is telling you to go with. Go with what you think is going to make you the happiest. If you have not the best home situation, then go somewhere where you get to stay in a dorm and be away from your, from your home situation. If you um, feel like you want to you know, start being an adult a little bit, then you want you want to go to a school a little bit farther than do that. If you feel like you um, want to stay with your family because you want to move when you're a little bit older, then stay closer to home. So um, I hope that helped a little bit sway your decision of where you're trying to do. But I don't really know, girl. You just got to pick one because I feel like time is time is crunching. I don't know. All right. The next one. Dear Imani, I want to learn to do my hair and makeup so I can feel cute, but don't know where to start. Girl, YouTube. TikTok, TikTok is literally everything. Like I type in anything and everything on TikTok. So if you want to know how to do your hair and makeup, definitely just look it up online. Like I, I type in like smoky eye black girl, red lip black girl. I always have to type in black girl because I just need to make sure I'm seeing on someone that looks like me. So make sure you, you make sure you do the same. 
unless you're white, like it's probably going to pop up anyway, but that's a whole different story. But <laughs> do that so that way you can know what you want to do, what you want to look like, what kind of vibe of makeup and hair that you want to have. Or another good option is to take a makeup class. I did that before Miss USA and it helped me tremendously ever since that one makeup lesson. I've done my makeup way better since then. And that was like a full glam makeup lesson. Um, but it has helped me to do like a natural face like this, like I have today. But definitely take a, a makeup class too or just go on YouTube because it's free. Next one. Dear Imani, what do I do when I'm catching feelings for a really good friend? Ooh, chill. Oh my God. Um, well, the hard part about that is when I feel like if you catch feelings for a really good friend or a best friend, it's either going to go in your favor, obviously, and like, oh, I've liked you too this whole time. And then you get married and have a beautiful life. Or they're like, I don't really feel you like that. And then it becomes kind of awkward. So, or maybe they're not really feeling it, but then they're mature enough to be like, I understand. I don't feel you like that, but we can still be friends. Like, I still love you, you know? So I guess it just depends on what kind of friend it is. But I would say, you know what? I'm all for just saying it. Just say how you feel because you're always just going to wonder. Like if you don't say or you don't ask or like try, you're always going to be submitting to a podcast and ask somebody else what, what they do. You know what I mean? So if I were you, as hard as it is, like I'm someone like I feel like if I wasn't dating Alex and I had to, and I was single and I had to go out and mingle and find somebody, I would not be the person that's just like going out and like start sparking up a conversation and shooting my shot. So who am I to tell you to like be bold? Because I don't even know if I would do that. But you kind of have to. You don't have a choice. Like when I'm talking to my friends about dating or boys or whatever, I'm like, you don't really have a choice but to like shoot your shot because you're always just going to be wondering so worst case scenario is a is a scary idea, but a lot, a lot of times the worst case scenario never happens. We just, you know, overthink in our head. We get nervous. We get scared. But I promise you, well, I don't promise you because I don't know, but I would hope that the worst case scenario doesn't happen, which is you tell them how you feel. They're like, oh, no, they run away and never talk to you again. I highly doubt that's going to happen. I think worst case scenario, they just say, I'm not feeling it like that, but, you know, I still love you as a friend and I hope this doesn't change our relationship by you expressing your feelings, which I think is a very mature conversation or it can go your way, but you won't know until you ask or try. So shoot that shot. Okay. All right. Next one. Dear Imani, I want to revamp my modeling career and need help starting. Oh, right. So I actually recently took um, new modeling digitals and sent them out. So that's just the name of the game. You just have to take digitals of yourself, pictures, which is like a very simple look, jeans, white top, black top, minimal, minimal makeup, very natural looking, white wall background. And then you just submit that. It's almost like a, it's literally a model mugshot. So I think that's a good place to start. And then just send them out to agencies in your area or major hubs like LA, New York, Miami, Atlanta, Texas. Um, and then that's just all you have to do. I think another thing people, it's, it's a scary lifestyle because there's so many people, especially in LA, like everyone and their mama wants to be in entertainment or modeling, but I always say there's a lane for literally everyone. I look at target ads and I'm like, period, period, period. Like there's some, there's something for all of us. You could be, you could be on a billboard on target. You could be on a piece of paper at Walmart for selling seasonings. Like there's a lot of, there's a, there's a ton of different modeling jobs out there. And so you just have to find your lane. So um, if that helped you a little bit, just go take your, go take your digitals, send them to agencies, 
and then start there and then get back to me. Let me know how it goes. All right. Next one. Dear Imani, how do you remain secure in your relationship? Well, one, just being that girl, like I don't even stress about, (laughs) well, if you're talking about secure in the sense of like um, people cheating or anything like that, I don't even think about that just because you cannot control what you cannot control. So to me, I don't even, I don't even think about any of that because I'm like, it's going to be what it's going to be. I hope you're not out there being crazy, making me look stupid, but I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Who actually knows what's going on? You know? So I just say secure by knowing that I'm secure in myself. I'm secure in our relationship. I trust my partner. Um, so I feel secure in that. Um, I would say in the beginning when, when me, when Alex was here on the episode that we did together, we talked about our beginning phases of our, our relationship and we dated for almost two years before we became official boyfriend and girlfriend, which is a very long time. I do not advise people to do that only because that is crazy, right? Which he also admits, um, but it's a really long time. And there was times during that scenario where I felt a little bit unse- insecure of like where we were, what we were, just because of the facts of like, we've been dating for so long and how are you not asking me to be your girlfriend? Like what the hell is going on? Um, so there was times in the beginning phases where I did feel a little bit, mm, but we did have conversations. So if you're feeling a little bit insecure, insecure about your relationship, then it's up to you to communicate that. Um, just because same thing with the crush of having a crush of your best friend. It's like, you're only going to spiral if you don't ask the questions. Like my friends laugh at me because I ask so many questions about everything and anything. And it's just because otherwise I'm going to assume the worst thing you can do in life is assume. It only puts you in like bad situations. Y'all know y'all have assumed some shit and you're like, dang, you know, so don't assume. But I think for me and Alex to have a secure relationship, it's about communication and trust. But you really only have trust if you communicate. So communication is key. All right, next one. Dear Imani, how do you grow a business? So I got like, I'm going to combine like three of these because the next one was, what's some financial advice for women? And the third one was, dear Imani, I need help with money, how to save, where to spend, how to build credit. First of all, I am glad that you view me as someone that knows something about some money because when I got those questions, I was like, oh, so you guys think I'm rich? You think, what do you think? You think I'm a responsible adult? Like, wow, thank you for those financial questions. Um, I am not the best person to ask about anything financial because what the hell? I'm trying to figure it out too, baby. Like what? Um, I would say the one grown thing I have is like a Roth IRA. I think that's what it's called. Um, so I feel very grown once a month when I pay that because I'm like building my future. You know what I mean? But as far as advice for saving money, yada, 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 I will say I recently, like more recently gotten to a point where I've been good with saving money. But that's just because if I'm being honest, I've made more money. When you aren't making money, your brain can't even fathom saving. Like that's just the honest truth. Like when I am giving broke or when I was like, I had some times where I was given overdraft on the account. Okay. Like you get that notification. It's like, baby girl, you overdrafted, you know? And at those moments, you never even, savings not even an option or putting money into stocks and putting money over here and over there is not even something that you are thinking of. I feel like for the average person, the average person doesn't even have a savings account, especially nowadays, everything's so expensive, inflation, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it took me a second to 
get responsible enough to be like save, but it's not even just being responsible enough. It was because I was making more money. So I felt I was able to save. Now that I've been able to do that, I feel like I've been able to take, even if I have like a smaller check, I know, okay, I have to put this amount into my savings account. I feel like I'm in that habit because of that. But truly the thing that got me in that habit was making more money. Because the broke days, I was not thinking about saving money. I needed every dime. I needed every dime. What? I needed to pay this. I needed to eat something. Or I was going out to eat, which I didn't have to do. But, you know, like you needed the check. So I would say, you know, don't stress too much about if you feel like you're not where you need to be financially. Because chances are you literally need that check. Um, something that I that has helped me too is the Mint app, which um, separates your expenses through the app, which is really cool, especially when it comes to tax season. So every time you swipe your card, it's going to separate it into gas, beauty, um, groceries, entertainment, like the movies and whatnot. So that's really helpful for that to kind of see your expenses. Um, but overall, it's just, you know, be responsible. I'm trying to get my credit score up so that way I can get a cute little, what's that, like the hard credit card? Yeah, like for flights or something. I want like an Amex or Capital One. I don't know. Something really cute, something like hard one of those good cards. Uh, so I'm trying to get my credit up. I realized that that's pretty important credit. You know, I didn't realize that when I was younger. I actually got a credit card, I think when I was 18, because I wanted to go to a rave and I didn't have enough money for the rave and I didn't feel like asking my parents for another like $100. So I got a credit card for the $100 that I needed. And then I like never paid it. Yeah, so <laughs> that was a bad situation. So I've done some stupid stuff financially in the past couple years, in the past years, but you know, you live and you learn. And I'm still learning about all of that stuff. Like there's so much to learn. And as I make more money, then, you know, it just gets more complicated. So I don't have like a lot of advice about finances because I'm also, I'm just like you girl, learning and growing. I, I, I feel like a young teenager still when it comes to that. All right, next one. Oh, well, the other part was how do you grow a business? So I kind of just covered the financial part. So how to grow a business. So I this is a business, obviously, like having a podcast. I'm investing in it. I'm spending time on it. I'm watching it grow. Um, it has moments where it's not, it's not growing. It's literally like a business, like going up and down, and you're investing your time and energy and money into it. So I feel like the best way to grow a business, I feel like from this question, um, you're a creative. And so the best way to grow your creative, your platform, your branding is honestly consistency. I feel like so many people are tired of hearing that because people are always tired of hearing what they know they need to hear. That's the truth. Like I have gotten a lot of questions recently, kind of segueing about like my weight loss and losing weight. And I think that people know how and what they need to do to lose weight, but we don't want to do it. Like I know exactly. I've I've gone up and down in my weight for years while I've competed in pageants. And times when I wanted to lose weight, I would find myself on TikTok typing in how to lose 10 pounds, how to do this, knowing damn well I know how to lose weight because I've done it my entire life through working out, getting my steps in, um, you know, maybe eating, like having a calorie deficit, eating more protein, using weights. Like I know, I knew exactly how to do it, but because I wanted to it's almost easier to act like we don't know the answer so we can excuse ourselves for not doing it, if that makes sense. So same thing with the word consistency. Consistency plays a huge part in literally every aspect of our life, including growing your business. And you're just going to have to keep being consistent. That is like the hardest part, even with this podcast, like making sure I have an episode every Friday with my YouTube, making sure I have a vlog. And 
the hardest part is staying consistent when you're not seeing the growth that you might want to. So it's like you're posting every week, you're vlogging every week, but maybe in that month, I only gained two new subscribers. And it's like, damn, I posted four vlogs and those four vlogs took me hours to edit and I gained two new subscribers. So what if I said, you know what? I'm done with this shit. Like this is taking too long. I'm never going to gain the subscribers that I want to gain. Instead, you just have to keep going and keep going and be consistent. It's literally the name of the game of how to grow anything. All right, next one. Okay, I actually answered that one. What what kind of advice can you give on social media slash branding? Literally consistency, um, making sure that you know what you want your brand and niche kind of to be. We're kind of out of the game of niche. Like you don't have to be so specific anymore, but it does help to have something. Like if you're a workout girly, like film your workouts, have a little tiny mic at the gym with you. Um, film your get ready with me is going to the gym, working out, um, advice on how you stay fit and motivated. Um, do like have your little work, cute little workout outfits on and do like shopping hauls, whatever, whatever your niche is, like just go full force with that. For me, I don't have a specific niche when it comes to branding. I look at myself as someone that's like lifestyle because I like to do a little bit of everything, whether it's like get ready with me for the day, go to the gym, um, cooking something. I have this podcast, I vlog. So I kind of just like I'm all over the place. Um, but I say just even if you're all over the place, that is your niche, if that makes sense. So just stick with that and be consistent. That's the name of the game. Um, and kind of like, we'll continue with that. When I started this podcast, I was very specific of like, I wanted the pink colors and the the way it looked, the vibe of it is like old Hollywood. And I've stuck with that when it comes to like how I post and all of that. So that's consistent in that way. And it's a part of my branding. So find something that makes you stand out by yourself. And not that the color pink makes me stand out, like every bitch has pink as their branding, but um, it's just it's just my branding and I've made it unique in my own way. So figure out what your thing is. All right. Dear Imani, I have a new boyfriend, but I want to break up with him because I wasn't ready to be in a relationship. Should I break up with him while they are out of town or wait until they get back in town? Ooh. All right. So... I I actually I actually asked Alex about this before I left because I was like, okay, I want to see like a male's point of view when they would like to be broken up with. And he actually said he would prefer if he was broken up with like while he was just out of town and getting it out the way. Um, just because if he was out of town, he's still thinking he has his girl at home that loves him, that wants him, that's excited for him to come back. And then he gets back and it's like, oh, psych, like I don't want to be with you anymore. So he said that. But on the flip side, I'm a kind of person like I wouldn't want to have bad news while I'm enjoying my time. Like I'm on vacation and then you're going to hit me with like, I don't want to be with you anymore over phone or text. Like that feels a little bit like, like I think I personally would rather do it when I got back so I can enjoy my vacation and my time, especially if he only has like a couple more days left before he gets back home. Like I personally would wait. I know there's a lot of people out there that would be like, I want to know now, you know, hopefully he's not out there buying you a bunch of different gifts and then you come back <laughs> he comes back and he's like I got you all this stuff and you're like I don't want to be with you anymore um so I would say personally I probably would wait if I was in that position I would wait until they came back home and to have that conversation face to face um and how that conversation could go especially because you said it's a recent boyfriend you weren't ready for the relationship when you said yes um you know I would just say that exactly that like when I said yes I 
I think I felt, don't, I wouldn't say pressured because you don't want to blame the person you literally said yes. So it's not their fault. You said yes, but you know, you weren't ready at that moment. Like you thought you could have been and that time apart made you realize that you're focusing on yourself, your career or whatever the reason is. Um, it's okay to not want to be with somebody. That's just the reality of it. Like you're not a villain because you break up with somebody. And that's something that people have to get out of their head. It's, I'm sure it's terrifying to break up with someone, um, to get broken up with, but at the same time, it's like, People are allowed to fall out of like, to fall out of love, to not want to be with you anymore for whatever reason it is, you know? So you're not the villain because you want to break up with your new man, but you just got to do it. You just got to do it, you know? Like, I, I would say I would wait till they get back, depending on how how long the trip is. If, if the trip is like a couple weeks, then just do it while they're out of town. But if they're coming home soon, do it in person. And no one wants to get broken up with over tech, so. All right, next one. Dear Imani, what's your advice for competing at Miss USA? Yay, a pageant girl. Um, so, you know, I've done a couple episodes with pageant girls and Miss USA contestants and Miss USA herself. So that's been pretty cool. So listen to those episodes too for a little bit more insight of pageantry and advice about all of that. But my number one advice would be, oh, this is so cliche, but truly be yourself because pageants are so subjective. The difference between a pageant and a sport, like a, I guess a normal sport, like basketball, you shoot a basket, you get two points. You go on stage, you could be the baddest bitch up there. You might not get two points. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. It's so subjective. Like you could be the best one or you think you're the best one and you still cannot even place. You know what I mean? So you need to go into the pageant knowing that You've worked hard for this moment. You've done everything that you can to get to Miss USA. You won your state title. You've been coaching and training, being in your community. You have so much to talk about in your interview. You feel your most fit self. You feel stunning. You feel confident. Those are the only things that you can ask for, honestly, like truly, because as soon as you step on that stage, it's completely out of your hands. Like these are a group of judges, like seven women or seven, seven men and women that are going to decide this fate of yours. Um, but it's really just objective. It's opinion. It's like asking someone what flavor of ice cream they want from Cold Stone. Sometimes you want, you know, cake batter and sometimes you want chocolate mint, you know, like you just don't know what you want until you see it come forward. And same thing with the pageant, like the judges, it's subjective. You can't make them want you see what you see in yourself, if that makes sense. So really just going in there, being yourself and knowing that you've done everything in your power to get to where you are today. That is Truly, honestly, my biggest advice, that's all I did going into Miss USA. And even though I didn't win Miss USA, I came out of the pageant excited that I made it to that point. Um, I wasn't even sad because I was just like, there's 50 other beautiful women that won their state titles that are just as accomplished, just as beautiful, just as fit, just as whatever. Um, so I went into Miss USA knowing that I did my best. Um, and whatever the outcome was going to be, that was what the outcome was going to be. Don't fall into the trap of like, ooh, top picks and top picks here, top picks there from fan pages. Um, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I remember getting to is like not having a super woman S on someone's chest. Um, you know, you're going to go into the pageant, already have stalked a bunch of different girls and title holders. Um, try to stay away from doing that. Or at least if you do do that, just do it in the sense of you're doing it as like inspiration. Like, oh, wow, I love this title holder, what she has to say, how she uses her voice, her style. You know, don't do it in the sense of like, I'm going to stalk this contestant because... I want to know, you know, who they're training with and what they're doing over here, what they're doing over there. Don't have a superwoman S on someone else's chest because it's only going to make you feel 
a little bit less than about yourself when you walk into those arenas. Um, so just be yourself. Yay. All right. Next one. Dear Imani, I'm insecure about my height. What should I do? So I don't know if you're really tall or you're really short. You know what? You just got to deal. These are things that you cannot control. Like you literally cannot control your height. Even though I did see on TikTok, somebody, this man got a knee surgery and like he made himself taller, which is, it's really never that deep. Like I feel like that's just crazy, but you know, do whatever you want to do with your body, like go off queen. But at the same time, you know, you cannot control, normally you can't control your height, whether you're really tall or really short. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like for men, they have like this pressure of being really tall. And then people talk about like short kings or whatever, but truly height does not matter. Like I understand being insecure about things that you can't control. We all do it. Um, like I have like a little breakout going on and my brain's like, ah, but it's like, it's okay. It's just, I can't control it. Like I've drank my water and they're still there. So it is what it is. You know, you just can't control it. So as far as your height, you're just going to have to kind of deal and just find ways that make you find other things that you love about yourself. So you're not so focused on the high part. You know, we, there's plenty of things I'm sure that you can think about that you love about yourself, whether it's your personality, whether it's your smile, it's your arms, your ass, whatever. There's something that you love about yourself. So you're not so hyper-focused on the height. You literally can't control it. So you might as well just move on from thinking about it. Let's see. Dear Imani, I want a lot of things, but don't have money. And the workforce scares me. Any advice? <laughs> you know, you have you. The workforce is very scary, which is why I, I, I mean, I'm a part of it because I'm working, but I, I don't think I could ever do like the Wall Street life, the nine to five, like that. That life literally is terrifying. Like the office life, and there's like men bosses. I'd be like, woo, you know, that that's a little bit scary. But the reality is, you need money, and you're gonna have to work like that. It is expensive out here. I really know how people are affording life, like between gas and bills and rent and food and everything. Like everything is just going up. Like one trip to Target, you can't, you will never spend less than that 50, 75 bucks at Target. Like that's a fact, a literal fact. So where are you going to get that 75 bucks from for Target? You're going to have to work, honey. Like that's just the name of the game. It's a part of the world is what how the world has been set up since the beginning of time. So I guess in order to kind of shake that, Try to find a job or something that you're not going to feel afraid of. You know, like you don't have to dive straight into Wall Street. Like find a job that is going to be kind of fun. Maybe try like Ulta, Sephora. Like try a job where there's going to be like fun people around you. Maybe it's a creative job, whatever it is. Like find something that you can make money from, make an income from, but maybe it's still a little bit fun. You know, I'm not saying that everyone has to get into their entrepreneur bag or be creative in this way because this also takes money to do. It takes a while before you see money to come in. So, you know, the reality is people need quote unquote normal jobs. So you're going to have to just get a job, but get a job that might be fun for you. That is maybe fast paced. I feel like Starbucks in and out is fast paced because they're just, you know, getting out drinks and burgers. So like it's fast paced. You don't have to maybe talk that much. Just find whatever the job is, find something that is going to make you not as nervous to go into the workforce no one's forcing you to just be on Wall Street immediately. All right, next one. Dear Imani, I'm starting to feel complacent and I don't like the, that feeling. I don't know if I need to try something new, make new friends or what. I just know that I need a change in some way. 
So being complacent is, I think, one of the worst feelings. I hate, hate, hate that feeling. We're so long. I moved to California about eight years ago. And if for a, in the beginning, I was like, this is so fun. Yay, yay, yay. For some years, I started feeling very complacent because I was just honestly working at Disney, going home, working at Disney, going home. And that was kind of my schedule. And it was cool because Disney is really is a really fun job um, because my friends are there. It's a creative job. It's just it's Disneyland. So, of course, it's pretty fun. Right. Um, and I start feeling really complacent. I knew I had so many other goals that I wanted to do, um, but I was just so used to just going to work, being with my friends and going home. Um, and I didn't like that feeling. It was up until when I won Miss Washington USA in 2020 that I felt like I did something so much more. Like I didn't feel complacent anymore. And because of that year of training for Miss Washington, winning, going to Miss USA, training for that, having a title. And then after that, like just keep, I kept on doing this, but it really took something major, like winning Miss Washington USA for me to not feel complacent. So I totally understand that feeling and it really does suck. But you're going to just have to find something new to do, whether it's go back into a hobby. I feel like we all grew up having hobbies, but then as we get older, we kind of just fall out of it. So do that hobby, whether it was dancing or sewing or playing a sport, like do it for fun, go into a hobby. So then you have something else to occupy your time besides being complacent, because most of our complacentness (laughs) comes from we wake up, go to work, eat dinner, maybe go to the gym and go back home. So life just feels very um, stagnant. It just feels the same all the time. So add in a hobby in there. Um, I noticed you said make new friends. That's always an option, having new friends. Having friends are in the same lane or same space that you want to be in or that you are in. That's something that I have been um, looking forward to, like having more friends that are in the creative space in the sense of you know, like social media or modeling or things like that, because it's fun to be able to relate to people in the same things that you're doing. So just find something new to get into so you don't feel so complacent. But a huge part of it is changing your surroundings. Like you're going to have to figure something new and fresh out so you don't feel so stagnant. Next one. Actually, this was like, this would be my last one. It came from Instagram, like while I was driving here. Oh, wait, there's three more. Y'all, y'all were kind of late. I, I told you to do this yesterday. But fine, we'll, we'll, we'll do this because it, it's, it's Dear Imani's birthday. So we're, we're going to give you some little extra ones. All right. So this one says, Dear Imani, how do you politely tell people they don't get a plus one to your wedding because capacity? Oh, wait, this one was submitted three hours ago. So you're good. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so how do you politely tell people they don't get a plus one to your wedding because capacity? I feel like... I recently started going to weddings about two years ago. And what I've noticed with every invitation that I have, it says Imani Blackman and Alex Blake. It says both of our names. I've gotten one invitation that just said my name. So I assumed that that meant I did not have a plus one. It was a wedding that was like out of town somewhere. And they didn't know Alex at all, honestly. So that kind of made sense. So it's under my assumption that if the... Invitation says both partners' names. Obviously, you get a plus one. If it just says one person's name, you're, you're not getting a plus one. So I think people have to use their like context clues a little bit harder because it's like it kind of sucks for the bride or groom to be in a situation where they have to tell all these people they don't get a plus one when the invitation literally only said that person's name. Be for real. This is not a hangout. This is a wedding. And weddings cost and they're expensive. Like watching my best friend plan her wedding right now, I'm her maid of honor. This shit is expensive. 
you can just tell like there's so much that goes into it. So, you know, the the best way to say it is honestly like we don't we don't have the capacity. Like that's probably what I would say because I, I don't like conversation either. So I totally get it. I probably would just be like, you know, we have our we have our guest list and that's the capacity we have. If someone is not able to make it and they say that they cannot go from the RSVP, then maybe we'll be able to add your plus one. Um, and it's really just as simple as that. I don't think anyone should be getting upset about not uh, not having their plus one there. Another tip that you can think of, like for yourself, if you're a wedding guest, wh- why you could not be getting a plus one is how long have you been dating this person? Does this person even know the bride or the groom? Like for me and Alex, everyone's immersed into our relationship and we've been together for a long time. So like really like anywhere we go, whether if it's a birthday or whatever, everything always says Imani and Alex, like as a unit, because we're friends, we have the same friends. Um, but that not everyone's dynamic is like that. So if you don't know the bride or the groom, or you just started dating this person for like two months, you don't just get plus ones because you have a new boyfriend or girlfriend that just came in the scene on the scene. That's just not how it works. So, and it could work if you have a lot of money, you can afford to pay for everyone's dinner and uh, all the guests you want in the world to come to your wedding, then go ahead and invite the plus one. But honestly, I don't think it's something that people should expect. And I think if you know, you know you know you're not getting a plus one. It wasn't on the invitation. But anyway, just say it as kindly as possible and just be like, you know, we don't have the room or the capacity. It's the capacity. If things change, I will 100% let you know. Even if that's not true, just say that so you feel better and you feel nice. All right, next one. Dear Imani, I need advice for my driving test and getting my license. Oh, that was so long ago. Um, I did read my book. You know, the book that they give you of like, the test you have to take, the written test. I read the whole thing. I studied because I was like, I need to get my license because I actually had a car before I got my license. My dad works in the car industry. So that was like, I got a car pretty early, but I didn't have my license yet. And I was determined. So I, you know, I, I went to driving school. I read the whole thing for the written. Um, I did the work. Okay. So as far as tips for your driving test, go out with like a family member or someone that you trust and get behind the wheel, go to an empty parking lot. Emphasis on empty because you don't want to be run into nobody's cars. Uh, maybe set out a couple cones like in an empty parking lot so you can, you know, figure out how to parallel park. Um, and then when you're feeling really comfy, comfy, do a little freeway freeway test with um, like a someone like you, tr- that's someone that you trust. If you're feeling a no- little nervous, get a sticker that says like first time driver. Usually people are a little bit nicer or maybe they'll try to mess with you. I don't know. When I see a first time driver sticker, I like kind of move, move out the way because I remember being on the my driving test and like sweating bullets. So Oh, and this has popped up right here. DMV practice test online. So look at that. Um, that's going to be really helpful. But my driving test was so long ago, girl. Like, if, I know how you how old you think I am. But, you know. Anyway, last one is, Dear Imani, I need advice on dating without labels. Oh, I am the expert on that. Like, I talked about. So as I said before, and you guys know if you listen to me and Alex's episode, Alex and I dated for almost two years before we had a label of boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, For us, it was mainly about one, Alex is my first boyfriend. So I actually didn't even have an idea of what this was supposed to look like. I think that the average woman would not do this because the average person has the average. When I started dating Alex, I was 20. The average 20 year old probably had at least one boyfriend, whether it was in high school or whatever. I had never had a boyfriend, like barely even a crush before Alex. So I didn't really have any expectations because I'd never experienced it before. So it was honestly easier for us or him to like 
I don't want to say drag the situation, but low key, just because I didn't have any expectations. Most likely you have dated before. Um, so you're probably having a little bit of a hard time dating without labels because it's just like, okay, what are we doing if we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but we doing everything that boyfriend and girlfriends do, okay? Um, so my best advice is communication. The reason why me and Alex made it through that time and it was so easy, honestly, just because he always communicated with me as to what he was feeling. He always asked me what I was feeling about the situation. Um, and his, you can watch our episode because he goes through like, why why we waited so long to become official and whatnot. Um, but overall was our communication. I always felt safe with him because he told me how he was feeling, asked me how I was feeling. So I would say that's your best bet is to communicate with your partner and ask those questions. You know, and at the, on the flip side, if this is something that you're having a hard time with is dating without labels, maybe it's just not for you. Like, I don't think it's fair for you to keep dating this person if you really want in a relationship. You want to be someone's girlfriend or boyfriend and you're just sticking it out because you're waiting for that person. You know, either you have to take charge and be like, hey, I'm not going to be with you any longer if we are not official. And if that's not something you want to do, then I'm going to leave because you're going to have to put your foot down in in some degree because otherwise you're just going to be annoyed and because there's somebody out there if you want a relationship right now there's somebody out there that's going to give that to you tomorrow if that's what you want you know so just go out and find that if that's what you're looking for but overall communication is key so that is all of the submissions that is all submissions for dear imani some of them were duplicates so i didn't if, if you didn't hear your exact one just i feel like it's because i lumped it up with other ones Anyway, um, that was so much fun. It was nice getting back to the advice point of view of the podcast. Like I said, I want to continue to keep doing that um, just because that is the root of Dear Imani, giving my top tier advice. And like I say, my outro, I'm not responsible for anything that I say. Like if you follow my advice and it doesn't work out for you, that's not me. But if it does work out for you, then I truly get all the credit. So that is that. So to kind of wrap this episode up, Imani's final thoughts. No, 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 no. I have plans for Dear Imani. This is this is what's going on into the future. So I wrote a little list. So my plans for Dear Imani. I plan to go even harder this year and and seven it up a notch, you know. And a part of that is posting more clips and really really utilizing like TikTok. Something that's cool about TikTok, you can post like fifty million videos a day, and not the same person will see it because the algorithm is like this. And throughout the year, sometimes I felt like I don't want to be annoying and post so many clips and blah, blah, blah. In the past week, I posted like a few extra clips and I've seen more traction um, with the podcast that Alyssa and I did. And it made me realize like, girl, you should have been doing this all year, like posting all these clips, you know? So I'm going to be posting more, going to be, I don't want to say be more annoying because I don't, if you think it's annoying, then bye. But I'm going to be posting more because that's how you get your, your brand, your voice, your everything out there. So I plan to step that up a, a notch, like a big notch. So that way I can grow even more and faster. Um, networking with creators and talking about my podcast more in spaces. So I, like I said, you know, kind of meeting more friends or in this same space, maybe jumping on other people's podcasts. So that way I can talk about mine too. Um, and just networking and talking about my podcast in person. So when people say, oh, what do you do? Or like, whatever, you know, instead of saying, oh, I would dance at Disney because I only do that part time having the confidence to be like, I have a podcast, like say that's the first thing. I think a lot of times when you don't make 
money off of something, you act like that's not what you do, but it is what you do. And that's the way that people are going to know about your podcast. And one's going to know about your business or whatever it is that you're doing if you're not talking about it. So I plan to network and make sure that I say my podcast and say Dear Imani in a lot of different conversations and different spaces. The next one I have is doing another in-person event. Um, I don't know what I want to do with that yet, but we'll figure it out. I want to do, yeah, I want to do a big in-person event. Um, get a paid ad. That is one of my resolutions for this next year is to get an ad, um, which would be super exciting. I know that comes with growth and whatnot, but we are going to get an ad this year or in this next year. Um, next one I have is continuing to strive for my three-year plan of doing a live show somewhere. So I really want to do a live show at like, I don't know, like improv, Brea, or like just one of those like building, like comedy buildings where people like comedians usually go. And I see a lot of people do live podcasts there or at places like that. And that's been something that's a goal for mine. When I first thought of doing a podcast, I would love to do a live one and have a sold out live show, have the whole setup. It'll look basically almost like this, but on the stage, um, have like guests, have a big old couch and that's something that's in my three-year plan. So, I mean, I just accomplished year one. So, I, I know for sure in the next two years, I could do a live show with all of you listeners and viewers, especially as it keeps growing. Honestly, I feel like I could do a cute little live show right now because y'all be so supportive and all my friends are so supportive. But it's in my three-year plan for sure. And lastly, I said, just keep going. I would love this podcast to be huge and basically my brand as a whole. So, I will keep going until that happens pretty much. And that's just the tea. Like, I want this podcast to be... Like you see me in the streets, it's like, oh my God, is that Dear Imani from the Dear Imani podcast? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, you know, maybe one day I'll have a TV show because it'll be called Dear Imani, but the TV show, I don't know, just big things, you know? So overall, I'm just going to keep on going, um, keep on striving for the top and grinding, doing bigger and better things this next year. Um, I was jokingly, I was earlier, I was like, oh, this is like a trial run. It wasn't a trial run because I, I did really well and I'm really proud of myself, but jokingly, that was just the... That was just a trial run, baby, because now we're going, now we're going full speed, you know, in this next year. I don't know if this was going to be, now I'm just talking to y'all, but like, I don't know. I was thinking about this could be season two, but then I also was like, I feel like I wanted season two to have a different cover photo. Does that really matter to you guys? No, because you're just going to keep seeing different episodes, new episodes come out every Friday. I don't plan on taking a break anytime soon. I know a lot of times seasons have a break in between, which I'm not taking a break because... I haven't got to the point where I want to get to. So why am I breaking for? Um, <laughs> anyway, that is it for today's episode. I want to do Imani's final thoughts. And I'm going to read this off for first. Um, I hope this podcast has given you a space to laugh, think, and fall in love with yourself a little bit each week. And like I say, always remember that you are 100% that bitch. So those are my final thoughts for today. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening and joining me on this journey. All of you mean so much to me. I'm so appreciative for all of the love that I've gotten from this podcast and that I will continue to get. I'm so excited to sit here next year at this time and go over what I've learned on year two, year two of my podcast, go over, the, go over the goals that I've made for myself and see if I check them off. And just to see how much my podcast has grown, go over the list of people that were the guests on my podcast, basically just like redo this episode, but with year two. Um, but overall, I'm so thankful for all of you and everyone behind the scenes, everyone that's made this dream come true of mine. I appreciate you all so much. I love you. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and I will see y'all next week. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dairymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!